So let's talk about privilege. Because that's what's on my mind. What's on my mind? I'm not sick, but I'm still stuffed up and coughing and stuff. Yeah. Talk about privilege. Oh, and well, I don't I even didn't... have my microphone. Gotten so casual. It's all about the context. Privilege is real, but it's also relative. You know, there are definitely different types of privilege, and we could probably talk about that first. Different types of privilege? Okay, well, I'm going to have a sip of my oolong tea. How would you, I mean, the big privilege, of course, is white privilege, and then white, male privilege, and then, and of course, male. white male privilege. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's white female privilege. Well, that is definitely the top four or five. Since, I, since I, don't, I don't really have an actual experience in having any of those privileges, I'll oh. let you go first. <laughs> you let me go first and talk about Tag, white privilege. You're let it. me. Oh, lucky me. I'm Tag, it. You're it. Okay, well, I'm going to totally s- switch a little bit and talk about the incident that led to our <laughs> decision to talk about privilege, which is that my son, who is a junior in high school, got his SAT scores yesterday. And it was the first time he took the SATs and he took a prep class. And he actually did considerably better than. He did on the PSAT and on his SAT practice test. In fact, he probably got the highest in his grade. That's a great thing. That's a great thing for him. It means he doesn't have to worry. His scores are good enough for the schools he wants to go to and what he wants to do. But his two best friends didn't do as well. And I was talking to him last night and I said, aren't you happy with your scores? And he said, yes, but I'm sad because, I guess I won't mention their names, X and Y didn't do as well. And they really wanted to. They're much more academically. I'm totally paraphrasing him because he's not eloquent as I am. Eloquent or expressive. I said expressive. You said eloquent. <laughs> yeah, I'm expressive. He's a teenage boy. Most he's a teenage aren't. boy who's a bit tongue-tied at the best of times. Exactly. Most and boys are. <laughs> many, many and girls. Boys. You know, at, you I know. certainly was at that age. He just said, they're so much more academically ambitious than I am. And they would have really loved to have the scores. And it seems unfair that I got them when I don't really care. I remembered when I was the same age and kind of the same thing happened to me. I got the highest SAT scores in my class in high school. And I said, well, you know, that's life. (laughs) You know, know, that's generally how it happens, that you are just naturally gifted or you just happen to luck out and be in a group of whatever that is favored, so to speak, mm-hmm. in society. And that's how we ended up thinking we would talk about privilege because ultimately that's it, what it is. You well, know? It's a, and, there's, and there are lots of different kinds of privilege. I mean, we were a little bit facetious about that, but there's the privilege of beauty. There's the privilege of intelligence. There's the privilege of height. You brought that up because you're tall. And there is certainly a privilege. Yeah. Even even though people don't talk about it um, as readily as they do about money or race, but it is. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a privilege about being perceived as uh, attractive, and right. that that's from culture to culture, or mm-hmm. you know, country to country, or some places. The bigger you are, the more attractive you are. Right. That is certainly not America. No. Although right. I will say that. What is a commonality 
in other cultures, which I find interesting, is the the fair skin thing. Fair skin and blue eyes. Light you know, eyes, lighter eyes. I, I was just going to say, most people in India or Africa right. do not have lighter eyes. It's really the skin complexion mm-hmm. that is more prevalent with preference than than eye color. I do I do know that India in India fairer skin is privileged over darker skin. Right. But I didn't know that was true in Africa. Girl, are you kidding? Bleaching skin industry or that business? Ugh. Multi million dollar you need to Google that. Okay. It's really sad actually. Or in Asia too. I mean not just India and Africa, but in Asian countries like Korea and Japan and China, fair skin, lighter skin is considered more beautiful than darker skin. I mean it comes up every so often because there are those articles you see online about how rampant plastic surgery is in South Korea. About the eyelids? Not just the eyelids, but they get their faces made smaller and really? their noses made narrower and the bridges higher. And that's a more European look. And then there'll always be all those people. It's like, that's horrible. Why are they doing that to themselves? They're so beautiful the way they are. Why do they want to look like white people? And then the reaction is like, well, they don't want to look like white people. They want to look like the standard of beauty in their culture, which is not based on looking like a European. And then goes back and forth. I've never heard the definitive answer. (laughs) Like, is it bad or good? It's what they're doing. Is it, it's the origin from looking like themselves or is the origin looking like someone else? That's the bottom line. My theory is that the origin is that certain rare naturally occurring features are prized. A narrow nose is prized with a high bridge is prized because it's unusual. Lighter skin is prized. Then in essence, you've answered the question because if it's a rarity, then that's not the common space Mm -hmm. in which you're not striving to look like the dominating culture. You're striving to look different than your culture. No? Yeah. I mean, isn't that... Or isn't you're, that you're, tri- you're striving to look different from everybody else in a way that is approved of by your culture. Well, exactly. I mean, you could so, have, like, purple hair and make two red dots on your face, cheeks exactly. like a clown, and that would be rare, too. But exactly. People might so, not appreciate it as much. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's all types of privileges. Hair... Hair. See, yeah, that's a big one. But I think I feel it less acutely than you do. I definitely was raised with hair being prized. And I don't know so much that that's just a culture thing. I think that's a woman thing. I don't know if it's just a culture thing because certainly, like, I have a sister who who had, as a child, like, straight blonde hair. It was definitely more admirable than my curly dark hair. I have blue eyes and she has brown eyes. That was the, the oh, yeah. blue eyes. It's not a, just a, a black thing. It's more of a woman thing. It's like having, you know, a curvy figure. I see it as like blonde straight hair is actually, natural blonde straight hair is pretty rare. It is rare. Even in people of European descent. Like a it, lot of people have it as kids, but they're faking it as adults. And that's something that I definitely learned because had the Benetton ad in terms of the type of men that I've been serious with. Benetton ad meeting, they were all shades? All shades, all different types. And I say that like I've had like tens of thousands of different men. But no, what I'm saying is that the men that I became serious with were all very different. Except One guy, they were all tall. They were all tall. 
that I will say that. I guess in my lifetime, I've been serious about four times. Irish, African-American, African-American, Dominican. Dominican doesn't count as African-American. Not no, African-Americans. Of, no, because it's Latino, right? Exactly. Yes. Just like. No, I African, do understand. I mean, before like I moved to. American and Haitian is not yeah. the same. Or African-American in Africa is not in, in Africa is not the same as being African. That's true. Before I moved to New York, I did not understand these distinctions. Well, honey, I didn't even realize that you could distinguish white people until I was in middle school. We all look alike to you. That's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Real talk. Let's go. So everybody, you know, has their learning curve. It's true. Like I grew up in an almost entirely all white town. And, you know, where the big distinction was religion. Who was Protestant and who was Catholic and what kind of Protestant you were. And when I was in middle school, it became, I, I was like, you know, what's, what's the difference between white people? And then you go, well, there's Jewish and there's Italian and there's, now, of course, that was around before I was 12 years old, but frankly, I didn't, I didn't hang out with white people, you know, so except for the teachers or whatever. And nobody was going around saying, well, what are you, Miss Metamar? My third grade teacher. What was she? (laughs) I can't tell I her name. I was going to say, I, I really don't know. But anyway, that's my point. Everybody have privileges that if focused on in a more positive way, looking at more of the pluses than the minuses, everyone has them. Yeah, I was going to say the issue with things like white privilege or white male privilege is that it's structural. It's part of society so people who partake of those qualities get a boost where maybe they don't deserve it that's the real problem that's the real issue in regards to privilege is that when it's institutionalized which is why i guess we started with white privilege then white male privilege then white female privilege maybe it goes the other way maybe it goes male white male privilege white privilege white female frankly if we look at history that's probably true but you know so they they do go together but i think the the real thing at this point becomes not just talking about it but what does one do if you are a privileged person what do you do with that privilege do you just assume that I mean, I think the tendency is to just like be okay, whatever, I'll, do, I'll be fine. A lot of people think that they don't feel that way, but they do. They do. And this is a, and this is a like, thing. It's not, I pretty much know I'll be okay. Uh, if I don't you know, totally fuck up, I'll be okay. And that's the truth. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person because of it. The problem becomes when in my way of mm-hmm. being okay. There lies the problem. Right. When and it gets in the way of someone else who also deserves to be okay. Like, it's exactly. not your fault. It's hard to do. Like, what, like, when I was talking to my son, again, to get back right. to that it's, touch it's point, good. he was really upset. He really, he genuinely was sad. And so I told him the story of my best friend in high school, who was much more academically ambitious than I was at the time. Because, you know, taking tests and doing well in school was pretty easy for me. Right. And we're not talking about white privilege versus privilege of a lack of white privilege due to a different skin color. Like, we were both white girls. We were both, like, white, dark-haired, blue-eyed girls, as a matter of fact. 
And she didn't do as well as a, the, on the SAT as she had hoped to. There was a bit of a rift between us as a result because she knew and I knew that certain things were going to be really easy for me that were not going to be really easy for her. She worked really hard. She worked much harder than I did. I mean, she's doing really well now. She has a lot of professional accomplishments and she's doing exactly what she wants to do. So in the long run, I don't think it was as much of a, a barrier to her as she thought it was when she was 16, 17. That's a good lesson for Tom to have learned because that's something that we all live with. And the reality is, it's to be sensitive to it. But you can't apologize for it. You naturally are that. Exactly. You are able to pass tests easily. That's just who you are. There's no reason to apologize, but you don't have to be na-na-na-na-na-na. Right. You don't have to be that either. And that is really the real issue. I agree. Flaunting your privilege not understanding that you have that privilege. So you can't say, to paraphrase Barack Obama, I built this. Right. Because <laughs> you didn't to, build it. And to not take a consideration of how you might even the playing field. Right. You know, you don't have to apologize for it. And you certainly can take the advantage where it, it lies for you. But to not also take into consideration the people who would also like to partake in those advantages and give them opportunities to do so. And we're talking about you and them in the larger sense, in a social sense. That becomes the real issue of quote-unquote privilege Mm -hmm. because it's really more about that, the quality of life, than it is about anything and the lack thereof. People who live in bubbles. Tanya hates people who live in bubbles. People who live in bubbles. <laughs> I'm sorry, place. I'm teasing you because I've heard you say that before, but I absolutely agree. Having grown up in a bubble, I don't approve of it, and I did not raise my son in a bubble. You know, I raised my son in Brooklyn. You can say what you want, but Brooklyn is like the capital of the world right about now. because (laughs) The coolest place in the universe. I'm just saying because there's a diversity of not only race, but lifestyle and just everything. There's economic economic advantage, yes. Who are constantly involved with one another. And I think that is the real advantage in my I think it is in the long run I mean I see my friends my contemporaries my former classmates from college moving to the suburbs or sending their kids to private school I guess it is advantageous to them in the short run I will admit I had a really privileged upbringing I'm a very fortunate person in terms of the way I grew up but what was missing from it was that diversity and was that understanding of how other people lived and I was absolutely honestly when I went to Yale it was the most diverse place I'd ever been oh there my were black god. people there were Jewish people oh <laughs> there, my god there were people who weren't from See, Connecticut that's what I say that's the most that <laughs> Yale was the most diverse place Joanna Initially. had been wow but that's what I'm saying like I can't even people I when I say that to my people, brain around that when I say that to I've said that to people and and they're just like Oh, I was like, I liked it. It was a city. It had different people in it. I remember when a guy would say in, you know, middle and high school, ooh, she fine. Because it wasn't just fine, it was fine. Mm -hmm. And now they say she thick. She's what? She's thick. Oh, my. Oh, okay. 
like a sexy she's body. Fine. Okay, well, I can't believe I'm schooling you on. Oh well, listen, listen. <laughs> I there's something called oh you're fleek or something like there's fleek. some new or oh, the eyebrows on fleek. Yeah, that's internet. That's there's there's a lot that really there's... caught on. I'm not sure anybody actually says it. <laughs> well, fleek is supposed to be uh, something like you're on the money or you're well anyway my point is on is point, that I, on point i am officially middle-aged like there's a whole language that i don't know anything about and that's when you know you're middle-aged when mm-hmm. there's a whole stream of conversation now that i would need someone to decipher from me you would need an um, interpreter yes i'm fine with that stay in my lane i'm good <laughs> um, but i was gonna say you know when they would say oh, she's fine, I automatically knew it didn't mean me. It meant someone who was what we call light-skinned, black girl with hair, Mm -hmm. long hair. Mm -hmm. And she didn't have to be necessarily attractive. She just had to be light-skinned with hair. That's like in my high school, you didn't have to be pretty as long as you had straight blonde hair and a big chest. And how that really, I think, played out was the way one was treated by a guy. You know what I mean? Like they were um, nicer. They were like, I, I girls with lighter I, skin were more prized. Well, in essence, and I think generally speaking, it wasn't that that was just the way it was, and and other girls were not because obviously that's not true. Mm-hmm. But just like with white women in the culture. Blonde was preferred over brunette. Right, it was more desirable. And so, in essence, my my whole thing about privilege, whether it's physical or financial or gender-driven or whatever, the problem isn't about privilege per se, because everyone does have something that they are better at or that is more preferred than someone else. It's what, it's how it involves other people or not. Right. Well, it's how you use it. It's how much you interiorize it or it's how much you feel. It's just really at the end of the day, it's not a problem to me that you may have things that are preferred over what I have, generally speaking. It only becomes my problem when I'm excluded from doing things or being about a life that Mm -hmm. I'm trying to establish for myself. This is why I always kind of go, for example, why someone would care if gay people get married or not. I don't care. I want you to join in the misery of marriage. (laughs) I don't care. Everyone (laughs) should enjoy that. Yes, everyone should have (laughs) the advantage of being miserable or being happy. You know, like I don't Tax advantages. As long as I'm able to do what I want and it doesn't hurt other people, I'm all about it. I'm all about that life. As long as we can have real conversation about it and there's no denying it. What gets me all crazy is when you have people discussing, for example, when the conversation was about why do we need affirmative affirmative action? Oh, right. That was a big conversation, you know. Right. And I remember trying to explain affirmative action to Tom. I was actually trying to explain affirmative action as regards to Ivy League admi- admissions, admissions to Ivy League schools. And I said, well, if a, if a school 
decides they, they valued, it was actually really hard to discuss. I was like, they value diversity. They don't want just all the kids with the top scores. They want kids that have other abilities, other attractive qualities. They just took off the top, like the highest test scores, the highest grades, like every kid in, you know, every kid at Harvard would be Asian. And that is an issue that comes up a lot that the Ivy League schools discriminate against Asian kids because if it were only scores and grades, they would all get in. But the criteria is not just your scores and your grades. It's like no. other things that you do. And in part, it's because who you are. If they value diversity, then they want to have a variety of people in there. And I said, it seems that what they usually take is as their criterion for admitting kids is like their percentage in the population. I don't even know what it is. I think African-American or of African descent is like 13% or whatever. And if you look at one of those classes, that's basically how it works out. There's, you know, it's 13% African-American, 13% Asian, Hispanic, whatever. I don't actually mm -hmm. know all the details. Right. That's how they do it. And within those groups, they look at test scores and grades. I think that's how it works. I don't actually know. That's how I would uh -huh. probably do it. Off the cuff, that sounds about right. The truth of the matter is, if we just had this conversation recently, I wouldn't be pushing for my, my sons to go to Ivy League. Now, if they came to me and said they wanted to do that, then mm -hmm. obviously I would try to help them pursue it. But the truth of the matter is, that is not my personal goal for my sons. Nor is it to go to an all-anything school, an all-male right. school, an all-black school, an all-white school. I'm really about diversity. I've Unless always you been. think that, an, say, an all-male school would benefit them. For I'm example, not... I have a niece who's going to an all-female school, and I actually think it's really good for her, and it suits her. I'm not saying anything against it. I'm saying that's not what I'm about. And mm -hmm. so I wouldn't be looking for that for my children, nor would I want somebody trying to force that on me, as well as I would not want to force what I'm about on someone else. But I think the world is better, generally speaking, when it's more inclusive and open to variety ways of life. My I'm nodding. Has, I'm sitting here nodding. Oh, okay, because that's trying that to make noise. I was just going to say, because that doesn't, we're not doing visuals yet. So yes. you have to speak. My goal has always been for the boys. I would rather have B students and them really know how to speak to all kinds of people than for them to be. And I'm not saying that's the only A students are like this and B students are like that. I want them to put as much effort into seeing other people's points of view than to put all their effort into making a great GPA. That's not solely the only thing that's important. And part of that <laughs> is being surrounded and immersed in other cultures and practices right. and so on than your own. That's yes. all. And that's what's great about Brooklyn. That's all I'm saying. Just to give Brooklyn and props. I was just going to say, Joanna's trying to give shout outs to Brooklyn. But I agree. And so that's really what it comes down to. And again, I, I guess the point of the whole conversation for me is acknowledging that certain advantages do exist. Acknowledging for yourself that in fact you do have some of those advantages, like I am tall, 
Mm-hmm. And you, you are tall. Yes, I am tall. And so on. I do well with people. Right. You have great people skills. And I, I make up for not being either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> by what? By being um, white but, and right? well-educated. Right. You know, I mean. But I don't, I don't, time, I'm uncomfortable op- opposing those things. I make up for these things by being like nice, smart, and polite. Yeah, and I do by not and insightful. being like, I think because I find very interested in knowing how other people live and do and are and be, how they be about their lives. I don't even think of it as making up for it. I just, that's the point. The no, I was is- kidding. I I actually admire your openness because uh, a lot. Like d- I deeply <laughs> admire your openness because it would be so easy for you to let the way society can be shut you down. Thank you. I only- I deeply admire Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Joanna. Um, I want to assure everyone of the genuine genuineness of my regard. I know. I was going to say because obviously we. <laughs> it's not just because she's cute. <laughs> It's, oh my God, the feeling is mutual. But I was just gonna say, I think, and in general, I don't, I don't even think I thought about it until I was in my thirties. It was so natural to my who I am. Like I literally remember, I could watch a biography on the Pillsbury Doughboy and find <laughs> some interest in it. You know what I mean? I, I, I really never thought of it as being an advantage until I started to meet people who didn't. Or, or people who are extremely judgmental. It's just a very lonely life to be like that. I agree. It's just a, it really just is. And, and so ultimately, I guess that's why I feel the way that, that I feel about the boys, you know, the, the Ivy League, for example, thing in finding elementary schools and so on and so forth. For that, in elementary mm-hmm. school, I had people ask me about, putting them in private schools or putting them in all male schools, you mm-hmm. know, and giving me the advantages of all that. And Did you think I about have... doing like prep for prep or one of those programs? There's a program called prep for prep and there's various other programs that basically their purpose is to, is to take urban kids, pro- probably specifically black kids and prepare them to go to boarding schools like Andover or Exeter, Exeter or private not. schools. Absolutely like that. not. No. Absolutely not. I mean, again, if my sons came to me and said that was something they were interested, that would be like when when I was looking for middle schools for Hunter. I had already done that whole rigmarole for Jayden. And let so, me interject here to say that in New York City, you don't just go to what, like the middle school, like your local middle school. You have to no. apply for middle school. <laughs> it's it's a whole thing. You it's might horrible. Well be- you might as well be looking for college. You, you start at pre-K. So you do it for elementary school, you do it for middle school, you do it for high school, and you do it for college. It's so stressful. It's extremely stressful. So I say, oh, she, that's why she interjected. Because My point it's not is, like that other places. They just go yeah. to whatever middle school is like in their neighborhood. That's not, here. not, that's not New York City. Um, so anyway, I'd already done it for Jayden. And I did it for Hunter. But when it was time for Hunter, I had to look for both high school and middle school. Right, because they're three years apart. But they're three years apart. So if you think it's stressful for doing it, 
for just one kid. Imagine two. Well, I don't you, want you, to. I was just going to say you can't. <laughs> you can't really. That's a whole nother conversation about privilege and so on and so forth. Yes. The bottom line is, after it was all done, open house and tours are shut down. He says to me, "Mommy, I want to go. I want to check out such and such school, which I'm not going to name. It's this a good. School, it's a good school, though. It's the one of the most sought after middle schools in mm-hmm. Brooklyn." And I was like, are you kidding me? And he was like, no, I, I, I'm interested in going to see it. And this was way past the cutoff mark. And the long and short of it was, although it had not been on my radar for him, I called to try to find out about it because he said he, he, had, he had done, he had gone to the website and he had talked to people and blah, blah, blah. And he just decided it was something he was interested in and I helped him pursue it and ultimately he ended up getting into it but it's not because it was on my radar right it was something that Hunter wanted to do that he wanted again if he decided he wanted to go to Yale he's totally capable of deciding that you know that I know then I would get on that bandwagon but right now it won't be because his mother is trying (laughs) to make it happen that's for sure I didn't necessarily want Tom to go to Yale or an Ivy League school. I want him to be prepared to go there if that's where he wants to go. And, and it was I, pretty clear that that was not where he wanted to go. But I agree with that. That's, again, the bottom line about privilege. Because I know? can decide that. You know, not everyone has the opportunity to decide that for their... And, well, and I mean, so, I it sounds like I decided that my son would go to Vassar, which is not what I've decided at well, all. Well, lots but, of people do... A lot yeah, I guess of people, people do. do. Lots of people do. But I have the privilege of being able to make sure that he goes to a school where he is prepared to do something like that. And I think that kind of wraps up the bottom line of what this all comes down to. This right. conversation right. about privilege mm-hmm. is really just as long as you do not abuse it or other people in having it and ideally you utilize it to benefit other not people. only yourself but other people then you can have it you're <laughs> all that you get you. away with it <laughs> i'm fine with it and i'm real about embracing it in fact and this is my last you know random story about it in class on tuesday when i was teaching this young man that's been coming over the last month and a half he's 26 african-american was in the Marine for five years and he started to come to my class regularly. Like this is a huge compliment. Yeah. Cause trust me when I tell you this, in my opinion, the boy doesn't meet me. So I've seen pictures. He's I quite fit. I'm just saying. And I asked him, I basically made a, an off comment to that effect. And he was like, no, it's really helping me. He left up his shirt. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I, I was like, you have to get a picture of this boy. And he started to take it. And the, and immediately he was like, no, I don't, I don't want people to think that I'm like showing off. It, it gen- genuinely was like so trying to play it down. I'm modest. not about that life. You don't have to be like a peacock. Oh, look at me. Look at me. 
But the reality is he has an amazing body. He's doing and he's working at having an amazing body, but not to just have an amazing body, you right. know, to be fit and strong and healthy. And mm -hmm. that is something to to be proud of. You know what I mean? So right. I'm, a, I'm about, go ahead, you know. Tanya is not about hiding your light under a bushel. <laughs> no, 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 no. Show that, show that. I'm all about it. You know, I've learned just a lot from you just... in that respect. Girl, put your back into it. Wear that dress. Yes, yes. You know, I'm just saying. Needless to say, I got my picture. Because, are you kidding me? Look at those abs. Oh, my goodness. You know, we'll have to put that picture on the webpage or on Facebook. Eventually, yes. <laughs> yes. I think that's it, though, yeah? I think that's it, though. So remember to check out, check our Facebook page. Like us on Facebook on Our Minds NYC. Send us email or hit us on Twitter if you have anything to say. It's onourminds.nyc at gmail.com. And our website is onourminds.nyc. And our Twitter is onourminds.nyc. I think you probably sense the pattern there. Oh, thank God for Joanna because I would never get the promo out there like that. <laughs> it's all those years in advertising. Well, and I guess that Sitting was next to the marketing people. And and there you have it, and yet another advantage. That's true. <laughs> that is, in fact, what has been on our minds. <laughs>